P-S-N-Y. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Sports Playbook, Sabo and Dotto. But unfortunately, we are w- without the brains of the operation in Sabo. You guys got another Dotto, Pado, Dotto solo podcast. You know, that's going to be a little hard to say three times fast, but I'm not even going to try it. So what we're going to do is we're going to break down the game from week four, take some of my insights, See what I like, see what I don't, some players you should be dumping, some players you should be adding. I'm just going to go over all the games, see what I liked, and we'll just kind of go from there. The first one, we're going to talk about my Philadelphia Eagles against the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Howard right now is the running back to own in Philly. He's got his touches increased every game. He's out touching Miles Sanders. He did it last game 18-11. And kind of the shocking thing is Jordan Howard's being targeted in the passing game, and he's actually doing work once he gets touches. So if he's going to be a factor in the passing game, he's a top 20 option from this point on. And he's also the running back that you're going to trust in the red zone. Again, once Deshaun Jackson gets back, you're going to know who to start. It's going to be Ertz, Jeffrey, Jackson, and they're all going to be top 20 options. And right now, Pro Football Focus has Carson Wentz as their number one quarterback for the season so far. So you want any part of this offense you can get. Jordan Howard is a running back, too. Miles Sanders has maybe flex play appeal, depending on your roster. And again, Ertz, Jeffrey, Jackson, you're going to be all studs as long as everybody stays healthy. With the Green Bay Packers, Devontae Adams went bonkers in the first half. Um, he got injured with a toe injury. They're describing it as a turf toe, which if you've been playing fantasy in any aspect over the last, I don't know, maybe your whole life, whenever you hear turf toe, it's never a good injury. I'm expecting him to miss at least three to four weeks, but if he plays, it's not going to be good. I don't expect him to be any part of, you know, efficient as he has been his whole career. If he plays, I, I have him in almost every league. He's my first pick in almost every league, except if I had a top three pick. Oh, man, if he plays this week, it's, I'm going to have to think long and hard depending on my options, but that toe, toe injuries are nothing you want to mess around with. If he plays, you might want to sit him. Now, if he misses time, and let's hope he does for at least the next three to four weeks or however long it takes him to get full, fully healthy, Geronimo Allison and Marquez Valdez-Gantling are both top 25 receivers heading this point forward. They're going to be the only two reliable pass catchers except for Graham and Aaron Jones. I loved Geronimo heading into the season, and Marquez Valquez-Scantling has been pretty consistent at this point forward. So if Adams misses any time, I would look to add Geronimo or Scantling on your free agent list. Just because you want any pass catcher from Aaron Rodgers. He's the man. He's still my number one ranked quarterback, and he's pretty much matchup proof. So, And right now, if Aaron Jones, if Jamal Williams with that scary hit, I'm expecting him to miss a little bit of time, at least a couple weeks. When Jamal Williams is in the lineup, Aaron Jones is the top 15 running back hitting you know, this point forward. He's a stud. He's in the passing game. And 
Taiwan, if you can trade for Aaron Jones, I think he's going to go bonkers. If you've read my trade for, trade away, buy high, buy low article from Elite Sports, I said you should be trading for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams because these two are going to go, they're going to have a bigger first, they're going to have a bigger impact on the rest of the season than they did the first three weeks. They had some tough matchups, and they showed against the Eagles what they can do when they're healthy. Both are top Rodgers, Adams, my top options at receiver and quarterback from this point forward going into the season as long as they're healthy. Next game we're going to look at, we're going to look at the Tennessee Titans and the Atlanta Falcons. Here's a little bar trivia that you can play with your buddies. Out of all the quarterbacks that started the first four weeks of the seasons, who's the only quarterback not to have a turnover? It's not Matt Ryan, who was very efficient last year. Somehow it's Marcus Mariota. I think it's because he's not really taking many chances down you know, downfield. He's really not an electric quarterback as we all thought he was. I mean, he hasn't turned the ball over, but he's still not rosterable in any fantasy league. Even if you're in a 100-man league, I would look at some college quarterbacks over him. Man, it's just not very good. Unless Chip Kelly comes through that front door. Marcus Mariota is just not the quarterback that we thought he was. Do not roster him. If you have him, see if you can trade him because... I don't see his upside. Maybe top 15 at best. He's just he's not a guy I want to own. Now, Matt Ryan is having an uncharacteristic start to the season with all these interceptions. But I'm not expecting that to continue heading this point forward. He's just had some... He's been forcing some throws. He's been down in a lot of games. And he's been forced to throw the ball. He's still a top 10 quarterback. And I'm expecting the, the turnovers ahead to go down a little bit. So I'm not really too worried about him. Mohamed Sanu is creeping into the top 30 wide receiver consideration. He's been consistent the patch of the game. I believe he's had 12 straight. He's had 12 fantasy points in three straight games. No matter what the score is, he's always going to be involved. He's just a consistent option of good hands. So if Sanu is out in your free agent wire with all these five weeks heading up, if you have a player you're holding on to who hasn't done much in the first four games of the season, drop him, add Sanu. He'll get you double-digit points every game. Devontae Freeman is no longer a top 20 option. They're just, they just don't run the ball. Their cutter, their offensive coordinator is just not somebody who runs the ball and they want to pass, pass, pass. And Devontae Freeman is becoming a victim of it. If you have him, if you can get anything for him, I would trade him ASAP. He's just not the same guy in his offense anymore. Kyle Shanahan's not there, which boosted his value. Ugh, it's tough because I, I love Devontae Freeman, but it's just not going to be there this year. Trade him, and hopefully he just ends up somewhere else next year. Um, Austin Hooper is a top six option at tight end. He's a consistent option in the passing game, especially in games when they're projected in a shootout. Austin Hooper, if he's on your free agent wire, add him now. And if you have someone like O.J. Howard, like I do in most, most of my leagues, I would replace him with Austin Hooper and just enjoy the production. Now, back to the Titans, A.J. Brown had three targets. He caught all three of them, but the problem is he had two touchdowns and 93 yards. Now, why is that a problem? Because everyone's going after that 93 yards and two touchdowns. That's not consistent. That's not something you can count on week in and week out. If you have him in a dynasty league I like I do, I picked him up in a couple leagues, keep him, but he's going to be hard to trust, and just like anybody else except for I don't know who you can really trust in that offense to try Derrick Henry, but, I mean, got big upside, but I don't trust Mariota, so that really limits his upside. Next game we're going to look at is the Patriots and Bills. 
My first takeaway is both defenses are top five in fantasy. They have just solid defenses. You want to play them. No you want to play them no matter who they're going against. Love the defenses. They create turnovers. They put their offense in good position. Both are top five. Josh Allen got hurt. Got a concussion. And if he's set to miss any time, you don't want to play any Buffalo Bill. Matt Barkley is doo doo hot doo doo. Don't want to play him. I pretty much compare this to, I'm not sure if some of you guys saw this, but there was a video of a woman who was pretty much taunting a lion at a zoo. And that's what it's like playing Matt Barkley. You're taunting a lion. You're taunting a lion. You may not get hurt the first time you do it, but I guarantee you, if you keep doing this, that lion's going to maul you. And Matt Barkley and any Buffalo Bill without Josh Allen is just not startable. Josh Allen comes back. Gore's a reliable option, top 25 option, and if Singletary misses any time, he's possibly a top 20 option with Josh Allen in there, but if Matt Barkley's on the center, avoid, avoid, avoid. Um, the Patriots, you know who to play. Even if st I still buying in the Stoney Michelle. I've seen him drop in a lot of leagues. He's just not scoring touchdowns, and that was what drives his value. He's going to score touchdowns. The Patriots just had a tough matchup against the Bills. Buy Stoney Michelle. James White is matchup proof. I don't know if he has the upside that he did last year. I don't know if he's going to catch as many balls. But I still love James White as a flex option. Julian Edelman, Josh Gordon. As long as they're both healthy, I have no problem starting them every week because love myself some receivers that catch the ball from Tom Brady. Philip Dorsett is another guy. He's a flex option depending on your options. Reliable. Edelman is clearly still a little bit hurt. But other than that... Um, Martellus Bennett is coming back from suspension. He had a four-game suspension. And as we've seen in the past, the Patriots are the other team that uses the most. Them and the Eagles are the top two teams that use two tight end formations. You want to start Bennett. Brady's going to love having that option right there. And I've actually dropped O.J. Howard in some leagues for Bennett in some of mine just because I, you want, again, you want pass catchers with, legit quarterbacks, and Tom Brady doesn't get more legit than Tom Brady. Add Bennett in your league if you're hurting a tight end. Next game, Chiefs, Lions. What does it say? Patrick Mahomes, we finally found this man's weakness. No, it's not the Lions. No, it's not Patricia. No, it's not the Lions. It, it's just not that. It's the man and playing it indoors and having an air conditioner on while you're playing. He just didn't throw. He just didn't look the same. Air conditioning, dome, Patrick Mahomes' work week, the worst weakness. Good thing for us, I know Patrick Mahomes' owners, he doesn't play in a dome for the rest of the year, and they somehow make the Super Bowl outdoors in Miami, so we don't have to worry about that. Obviously, the guy's still a top quarterback option. If you have him, don't panic. He just looked a little more mortal than this week. It's tough to trust any pass catcher in that offense except Travis Kelsey. The running backs are going to keep subbing in and out, which is another reason why in the preseason I said avoid the running backs all together. Unless two of the running backs get hurt and you know there's only going to be one guy, avoid the running backs. Um, Tyreek Hill's practicing this week. Don't know if he's going to come back. I think they're going to hold him out a little bit longer. But once he comes back, top 10 option, boost Mahomes and Kelsey's option. The more playmakers they have, the better it makes their players. When it comes to the Lions, Carrion Johnson is a stud. They're finally giving him the ball. He looked good. He's a top 15 option at this point, and for those who drafted him, it's finally going to pay off. 
Kenny Galladay is a stud. He's a top 20 option. Now, Marvin Jones, he's looking like the guy who's... He's kind of like the Muhammad's the new, like, light. Maybe a little bit better. He's got a little bit more hot upside than the new. If you have him, and you have some players on a flex, or you have a flex play, and you have players on a bye week, throw him in there. Lions are still going to throw the ball a crap ton, and that's the guy you want. TJ Hawkinson, still a top 10 option for me. He had some tough weeks against the Eagles, who stopped tight ends very well the week before, and you saw against the Chiefs how, how much that they like to target him in the red zone. If you have him, don't panic. If somehow someone dropped him, you call him up real quick, send him a little text, say, hey, thanks for Hawkinson. Adam, great play. Love the guy, especially in Dynasty Leagues. Again, there's a reason why the Lions drafted him with their first pick in a top 10 this year. Now, this next game, both these teams are just make me want to slam my face into anything hard. Nothing's weird, but, you know, like a wall, a door, anything. Their car's set to miss any time. You can't play any Raider. It affects the running game. It affects the passing game. I think their backup might be Benny Tessaverde. I don't even know who their backup is. It's probably someone doo-doo. It's Mike Lennon. It's Nate Peterman. Doo-doo sandwich, doo-doo sandwich, making doo-doo sandwiches everywhere. Stay away from everyone. Even if Derek Carr comes back, Josh Jacobs might be the only reliable option in the running game. Passing game, Tyrell Williams. Waller, baller, still startable. He's a top-five option. I mean, Tyrell Williams has been driven by TDs, but you got him. You got some reflex. Colts, T.Y. Hilton misses any time. You're not going to play anyone on that offense. We just saw when T.Y. Hilton misses any time. That offense looked awful. The Raiders' defense is awful. Colts looked awful. Jacoby Brissett showed us what he really is. He's just not a great quarterback. Oh, man, it's ugly. Um, Paris Campbell might be the guy you want to own, but, again, he got banged up a little bit. He'll miss it any time. But, hopefully, they have one more week till the bye week, so I'm assuming they're going to let him kind of rest up a little bit. Then after the bye week, plug Hilton. But anyone else in that offense, maybe Marlon Mack. Just avoid the whole thing. Don't don't make yourself any more angry than you have to be. Chargers, Dolphins. Dolphins might be the worst team ever in NFL history. They're bad. They're awful. Josh Rosen probably throws 40 passes a game. Might complete 18 of them. Have 175 yards. He'll be lucky to get a touchdown. Makes it very limited to start anybody in that offense. If you're going to do start anybody, which I highly recommend you don't, start Devontae Parker, but... He's a flex play at best in a good situation. Chargers now gets a little bit, you know, situation gets a little bit sticky. Melvin Gordon, he's they're going to bring him back. He's not going to be a top 10 option like he was before the holdout. But after this week, um, he's going to be a top 10 option. He's going to get a ton of carries. He's going to get a ton of targets in the passing game. The biggest difference is they're going to involve Eckler a little bit more. He's going to be a flex play because of his pass-catching ability. But Melvin Gordon is going to be a top-10 option once he gets back to full health. Eckler's startable in most leagues. But if you have him, obviously trade him because he's not going to be the guy. Yeah, he was without Melvin Gordon. If Mike Williams misses any more time, Dontrell Inman, who had 5 for 76 on 7 targets, is a reliable pass-catcher. Chargers love to pass the ball. He's going to be the guy that's going to be, besides Keaton Allen, who's going to catch it. They don't have anyone else. It's Allen. It's going to be Gordon, Eckler, and Inman. He's going to be the guy that no one pays attention to. So when games like that, he's going to be the guy that are going to start. Redskins, Giants. Woo! Talk about two teams I'm glad I'm not fans of. Daniel Jones, 
looked like a rookie. The Redskins' offense, defense isn't very good, but Daniel Jones, he's not very good. He probably had his best fantasy game ever in his first start with the two rushing touchdowns. I wasn't buying him. I didn't recommend him in my article last week when pitching up, picking up free agents. I would avoid him at all costs. Now, Wayne Gallman, he looked pretty decent. He scored a pat. He caught a touchdown, but that was an awful Redskins defense not paying any attention to him. He was open on the sideline, threw him a touchdown. <coughs> Sorry about that. Gallman, top 25 option in a good matchup like against the Redskins. Anything else like this week against Minnesota? Unless you're really hurting for a play, I would have started him. He's been average his whole career. He's going to continue to be average. And until Barkley gets back, can't really trust any running back. Now, Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram, I will start them every week that I have them. They're the only two reliable pass catchers, and I love Evan Ingram. Top five option at tight end. Sterling Shepard, top 25 option. He'll have his games while he'll catch like eight, eight balls, 90 yards. If he catches a touchdown, huge week. Like them both heading forward, but again, if you have better options, I would stay clear. Now, any Redskin is not playable with Dwayne ha- Dwayne Haskins at quarterback. Again, I think they reached for him in the first round. Not really buying the Redskins as an organization, which means Adrian Peterson's 49 years old. Darius Geis is injured. Their pass catchers might be high school level players. I don't like anyone. If you're starting a Redskin, you probably hate your, your fantasy team. So avoid him at all costs. Next game, Browns and Ravens. Talk about a huge swing. Everyone was comparing the Ravens to being in the AFC Championship game with the Chiefs or Patriots. And everyone was writing the Browns off. Browns stomped them 40-25. to 25. Anything more than two possessions is a stomp to me. Two possessions or more. Um, Mayfield, he's not a, he's a borderline top 20, which kind of hurts because I had him as a top 5 option heading into the season. Can't start. You can't trust him or start him at this point until he shows consistency. OBJ is going to be fine. The teams are going to take him away, and they're going to make players like Landry really step up, which he's a still a great receiver, and he showed it this week, and he showed it last year in spurts where he can have a three- or four-game stretch where he can carry your team. He's a flex play at best, but it's hard to rely on him as the pass catcher in Miami. Again, once Baker Mayfield becomes the reliable quarterback and number one pick in a draft, and it shows potential, except for Nick Chubb, who's a top 10 running back, and OBJ, who's a top 10 wideout. I'm still buying into him. It's hard to trust anybody. Ravens, Lamar Jackson's the man. He's a top 5 quarterback. Mark Andrews, he's been banged up the last two weeks. He looked a little bit of a human, but if you're expecting Mark Andrews to be a top 2 tight end for the rest of the year, you're going to be hurting. Mark Hopkins, Hollywood Brown are the only startable players, but again, they're going to have boom and bust weeks, and it's going to be hard to trust them. If you have Mark Andrews, I'd love to trade him maybe for Zach Ertz, who's had a down start of the year, or even a George Kittle. Still like Mark Andrews. It's going to be tough to trust. And Hollywood Brown, like I said at the beginning of the year, this is Deshaun Jackson. Big games, small games. This week was a small game. Next game, Panthers, Texans. Christian McCaffrey is the man. A white running back? What? What is going on? It's like you created a dude with huge biceps, super fast, catches the ball in the backfield. And he's the only reliable option in that team except for Greg Olson. He's a top running back for the rest of the season. He's the man. 
This hope did he touched about 37 times, I believe, last week. Oh, that's so much. Um, I'm not trading him. Dynasty Leagues, he's still the man. He's 22, 23 years old, 24 maybe. He's good. You can start him every week regardless of matchup. doesn't matter who the quarterback is. You can't trust any of the pass catchers except for Greg Olson. I like Greg Olson as a top 10 option at tight end. But other than that, I'm not touching any of the receivers. Texans, if they can keep Deshaun Watson upright, um, Hopkins is going to be a top receiver, you know, top two or three play. But until they can, you can't trust Hop- you can't trust Watkins and you can't trust Hopkins. They traded for a left tackle with the Dolphins, but Texans can't protect him. If they can't protect him, he has no value. He's still top seven quarterback. Uh, Watson, but Hopkins should be the number two receiver, number three receiver overall. Just going to be tough. He really is. Yeah, I love them both, but I can't protect them, and it's tough to watch them get hit every play. Bucks Rams. Jameis Winston, Godwin, Evans, Ronald Jones are all startable every week. Ronald Jones just took over the starting running back gig for the Bucks. He had 20 catches. He had 20 touches last week, and that's what you're looking for in a running back. 20 touches is what I like to look for. He's an explosive guy. He's kind of a big play guy. A lot of people compare him to Reggie Bush with his elusiveness. I don't know if he's that, but if you're looking for a flex option or you're really hurting at running back, you want wide receiver heavy in a lot of your drafts like I did, it's a solid number two running back because the defense sucks. He's given 40 points in the Rams. They scored 55. It's not really what they're going to do a lot, but again, Winston's a top 12 option. Godwin and Evans are both top 15 options. I like them. They're going to pass the ball a ton. O.J. Howard is droppable. I was I bought into the O.J. Howard hype. I'm not sure why. I really didn't like him heading into the season because Jameis never really showed he trusted O.J. Howard in the passing game. Drop him again. If you can add somebody like the players I mentioned before, the tight end from the Patriots, Martellus Bennett, if you can somehow get T.J. Hawkins and your Mark Andrews, add him now because... O.J. Howard's just not part of the offense, and Jameis just doesn't throw to the tight end very often. Cooper Cup, top 10 fantasy receiver. Yes, you heard it here. Before he got hurt last season, he was a top 5 option. Jared Goff, I'm not really buying into as an NFL quarterback. They paid him a lot of money, and they're going to regret that. And I think the Rams, in about 2-3 to three years, are really going to be hurting because they paid a ton of money to Gurley. They're not giving him the ball a ton. Maybe he's hurt. Maybe his knee's not holding up. Jared Goff is just, I, he's just not very good. He had a dream matchup in the Bucks. He threw a ton of picks. He just doesn't look good. But Cooper Cup, the guy who goes across the middle, is the guy he looks for. Cooper Cup, top 10 option. I would trade for him in a heartbeat. It's not a fluke. Again, Jared Goff is, just like his first two, three years in the league, he's a, he's a matchup play. And this week he was a matchup play, and it was one big play to Cooper Cup. But other than that, he doesn't look good. If you had Jared Goff, drop him. I would have rather have Jameis Winston than Jared Goff at this point. But again, if you're struggling at quarterback, you decide to wait. It could be worse. But again, if you're playing a halfway decent defense, he's not going to do much for you. He's just a, he's a donkey. Not really buying into him. Vikings Bears. Until Kirk Cousins can start throwing the ball, he's got. It just baffles my mind. He's literally got two top 10 receivers on his team. Top 12 receivers. 
can't get, he can't throw the Thielen and Diggs in the same game, and it's driving me bananas because I have Diggs in one league and I have Thielen in another league and I have Diggs in this league, and then it's just like one goes off, another craps the bed, and Kirk Cousins sitting there grilling his meat on his grill and tinfoil. He's a psychopath. He can't throw the ball. The Vikings again gave a quarterback a ton of money. Oh, it's tough to trust them, but you got to roster both of them because you just don't know who's gonna go off each week. My top three running backs for the rest of the season: McCaffrey, Barkley once he comes back, and number three is Dalvin Cook. The dude's a monster as long as he is healthy, and he's healthy now. They're gonna keep feeding him the ball. He's a top three option. Play Dalvin Cook. The Bears, Mitch Trubisky, hot doo-doo. Doo-doo seems to be the theme of this episode. It's just not very good. Wasn't buying him then when he came out. They, I don't know if you heard this. You know, it's not really popular news, but the Bears drops in him the second pick overall. All right, cool. You got your franchise quarterback. But they draft him over Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson. Verbal meme. The Bears are that guy holding his girlfriend's hand. They're looking. It's Mr. Trubisky. It's the Bears. Wait. Mr. Trubisky is the guy. The Chicago Bears. The GM. It's like, oh, Mr. Trubisky is the guy walking by. And they're like, ooh, that's the girl I want. The girl who he's holding hand is Mahomes and Watson. Verbal mean. Butchered it, but you get it. They stink. It's going to limit the Bears from winning Super Bowls. They have a great defense. The only person you can trust in that Bears offense is David Montgomery. They finally gave him the ball, but guys, I think that's because they know Mitch Trubisky stinks. Chase Daniels, the quarterback, doesn't really change much. I think he's the same level as Mitchell. Montgomery's flex play has got the potential to be a top 15 running back, but until they can get consistency at the running at the quarterback, you want to pretty much avoid this at all costs. Next game, Jaguars Broncos. Doo-doo everywhere. Doo-doo over there. Doo-doo over there. Leonard Fournette, they finally gave this guy the ball at 29 carries, 20 to 25 yards. Is that good? Eh, not bad. I mean, if I played Madden on rookie, I'd probably get that. Can't trust any of these quarterbacks, even though Gardner Mitchell is a man. He's got a sweet stash. He tries breaking his hand with a hammer. Can't trust anybody. Broncos, running backs, they have a backfield by committee. It's not to trust either one unless one of them get hurt. They pass the ball to Emmanuel Sanders. 5-404. I guess you can trust him as a flex play or if you do three receivers. But out of these both teams, they're just defensive teams. And Leonard Fournette wants the Jaguars to realize they have a stud. Anybody else? Don't roster him. Emmanuel's rosterable. Leonard Fournette's obviously rosterable. He's a top 15, top 20 option, but anyone else? See ya. Oh, I loved seeing this as an Eagles fan. The Cowboys got exposed for what they are. They're not really doo-doo. They're just not as good as everyone thinks they are. Dak Prescott, bum. 22 for 33 for 223 yards and an interception. Ugh. Again, if you've been listening to me at all, at all, Dak Prescott is not rosterable. Trade him now. He's doo-doo. Trade him. Ezekiel Elliott, stud. My number four running back for the rest of the season. Can't trust anyone else. I don't trust Amari Cooper because I don't think Dak Prescott's very good. If you have Cooper, trade him right now. If they go against a halfway decent team, they're not going to do well. They'll get in a couple shootouts, but 
They're not a good team. I just don't trust anybody except for Zeke Saints until Drew Brees comes back. Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. They're still top 15 options just because of volume, but as we've seen the last couple weeks without Drew Brees, they scored 12 points, three field goals. I have their kicker, humble brag. Didn't realize I had him. I guess I just dropped the kicker and never switch it. But the Saints, ugh. You gotta start Kamara and Thomas, but no one else. Let's hope Drew Brees and his thumb come back soon. The last game of the week. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cincinnati Bengals. 27 Pittsburgh, Cincinnati 3. Um, yeah. Um, Mason Rudolph. 24 for 28 for 229 yards and 2 touchdowns. When I see that... The first thing I think of is, oh my god, Mason Randolph's the truth. No, it's Cincinnati's awful. You start whoever they are playing this week. Arizona Cardinals start Kyle Murray, David Johnson, anyone else in that game. Please start them this week in DFS. But the Steelers, oh, they finally got James Conner involved. But again, he got checked after the game. He's going to be questionable every game heading into the every week. He, he, he really stepped up in the passing game 8 for 83 in touchdown, but... Juju's hurting. James Conner's hurting. It's tough to trust anybody. Bengals until A.J. Green comes back. I don't know if you can even trust anyone even when A.J. Green comes back. Joe Mixon, 15 for 62. But if you watch any of that game, he's literally getting hit in the backfield before he even touches the ball most times. Let's hope they trade him. Let's hope they figure out something. But both teams are hot doo-doo. I would avoid him at all costs. Conner and Mixon, you might have to start every week based on when you drafted him. But I don't trust any of them. Two teams on a bye, New York Jets playing against my Philadelphia Eagles. Might lose this game 28-31-7. They have one offensive touchdown on the year. Le'Veon Bell, defenses know to stop them. They're going to stack the box. Sam Darnold's making out with boys, girls, anyone in New York. It doesn't really matter. He's got Mono. He might come back this week. He probably shouldn't because they're going to get stomped. Can't trust anyone. Le'Veon Bell is a must-start because he's going to catch about six or seven balls out of the backfield. But anyone else on the offense, no. 49ers not buying into. They played three awful teams. Coming off a bye, I don't trust Garoppolo. I don't trust Kittle. don't trust any of the running backs. They give the ball to three running backs. All the receivers, they spread the ball. George Kittle is hurting from Garoppolo's play. But God, Kittle got to start him. Anyone else on offense is kind of a flex player, a dark throw. That was a week four roundup. Hopefully I didn't bore anybody. I think I kept that to around the half hour. Um, Thursday or Friday, me and Stay will be back talking DFS, talking another place, talking about how good his fantasy team is and how he's in first place in the league. I'm in second. But, again, thank you for listening to the Fantasy Play, the Fantasy Sports Playbook. I messed that one up. Don't tell Stabo. Presented by Elite Sports New York. Thank you for listening. My name is Lawrence Dotto. Have a good night, everybody.